Welcome to episode 107 of Shailen on Batman. Uh, it's just going to be myself and Tom Harper tonight. Yep. Uh, yep. The looting Kyle is away at work. so But we decided to do a special uh, episode talking about all the latest news that's been kind of going on the last 48 hours in regards to Flashpoint and regards to the Jill and Bat, the Batflex situation that's been going on. So... Uh, I know Tom's kind of Tom. I think you said like you don't want to know anything. You kind of want to get. You want me to kind of tell you what's been happening, so you kind of form your own opinion. Is that answer? what? Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's correct. That that's uh, I think that's the best way to go about this. I haven't I've been at work all day, so I haven't I haven't really been on the internet lately either. I've just kind of been around. Okay, so let's get let's ju- let's jump right into it. Um, so from Justin Kroll, uh, from Variety, he's, uh, he's the one who kind of broke the scoop yesterday, uh, like midday Spider-Man homecoming scribes, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein are in negotiations to direct Flashpoint, the Flash standalone movie starring Ezra Miller. Warner Brothers had no comment. The studio had initially courted Ben Affleck to return to the director's chair, but he passed in the gig by tapping Daly and Goldstein. The studio seems to eye comedic tone. For the film, given the duo's directing backgrounds on movies like Vacation and the upcoming Game Night starring Jason Bateman. The two are no strangers to the comic book world, having penned the script to the smash hit Spider-Man Homecoming, which they were also on the shortlist to direct. Uh, Flashpoint has been on hold since director Rick Fermo... I can never pronounce his last name. Stepped away from the project while looking for his replacement. Susan decided to take the script in a different direction. Joby Harold has turned an interview draft... A new draft after a page one rewrite. Executives took their time in finding a new Helmer because Miller, who plays a speedy superhero, is getting ready to shoot Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, the second installment of the Fantastic Beasts franchise. This comes as Warner Brothers is reshuffling the DC universe with new line exec Walter Hamada recently promoted to oversee its comic book movies. The studio also recently tapped Michael DeLuca as producer on Suicide Squad. And then it just goes daily and Goldstein are rep by UTA and fourth wall management. So let's let's take this and kind of dissect this. So it was reported long ago that Bob Zemeckis, you know, from uh, the Back to the Future franchise, Castaway, Forrest Gump, was actually in talks to direct Flashpoint. And I had, you know, heard, since I know a lot about what's been going on, like, like we have like a source who knows this a lot about this movie that's going on. Uh, so it was Flashpoint was going to be a thing with Bob Zemeckis. So they decided that they got tired of waiting around for him to make a decision on Flashpoint. And so they decided to start looking into other filmmakers for this film, this upcoming Flashpoint film, which I don't know if it's still going to be Flashpoint or if it's going to be The Flash. Uh, like, it's still unclear what they're going to do with this. I, do I think it's going to wind up being Flashpoint? I don't know. 
There's this this movie is fluid. We'll see what these guys bring to the table. They 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 wrote Spider-Man Homecoming, but if you look at the official credits of Spider-Man Homecoming, there were one of many. I'll bring that up on IMB. Like I actually did some homework tonight, Tom. What? I'm actually going to pull some stuff up so you don't have to for once. Oh, what a guy. Um, so here are the writing credits for Flashpoint. I'm going to pull this up right now. This is via imbd.com. So Jonathan Goldstein, John Francis Daly, those two guys wrote that, but also included John Watts, the film, the actual director of Spider-Man Homecoming, Chris, Chris Ford, Chris McKenna, Eric Summers. Um, the story was by Jonathan Goldstein and Francis Daly. So they were on, they were, they get first credit on the script, but they were one, uh, there were two of four other writers on Spider-Man Homecoming. They, and they have directed Vacation, which was, um, kind of a hit, I think. Um, I, I, it came out like two years ago, three years ago. I'm pulling this up right now for everyone. 2015. It had a 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it came out, it had a, it had a, it made 105 million. So back to what we were talking about. So Zemeckis was interested for a long time on making Flashpoint. And once Jeff Johns kind of got shit canned, I knew that he was going to go. Like, there was just no question. He, he and Jeff Johns have a relationship. And uh, actually, Jeff Johns' favorite movie is directed by uh, by Bob Zemeckis, which is Back to the Future. So I, I knew like that was not going to be a thing once that Jeff kind of moved on. But... Uh, w- it's it's interesting to see that they that the studio and we we had heard for a minute that there were some interest in uh, getting Affleck to direct Flashpoint, um, which like if you recall like a couple weeks ago, Affleck said that he still would like to direct a Batman movie, and we and we had heard that um, there was some interest that this might be his way of segueing out of the role of Batman and directing, you know, his own kind of like Batman movie. But the studio had approached him and he had kind of sort of passed on the project. So it's interesting to see, will he show up for this film? Will he show up as Batman? Like he's contractually obligated to make this Flashpoint movie, if it still remains Flashpoint. I'm not sure because on some of the, on some... Uh, writers, um, you know, you know, articles online. It said the Flash, and like with Krolls, it says Flashpoint. So, I'm. It remains to be seen from me if this film is gonna morph into just a solo Flash movie, because it says a standalone Flashpoint movie. So, there, there's for me, there's a lot of questions on what is this project gonna be? Is it gonna be Flash? Is it gonna be Flashpoint? With Brit- well, that's something that's always been like kind of even to this day to me it's kind of unclear like what the the animated film is whether it's a flash movie or a batman story or it it's it's such we talked about this in the last show like it's just such a strange story to begin with 
it, it's going to be interesting to see how they pull it off, but it, it's really hard to pinpoint whether it's a Batman story or a Flash story, Justice League story. It, I don't know. Right, and it's, like I don't. It, it's interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see over the course of the next couple months where they are with this. Like Hamada, right now, he's kind of the executive in charge at uh, at DC, and uh, John Jeff is more of the advisor, like a constantly airy. If you've ever seen The Godfather, you'll you'll know you'll get that reference. But that's kind of been what I've been told that his role is on an official capacity when in regards to these uh, films coming up. Is he's going to be the consigliere? He's going to be the advisor. They're they're going to go to him for all like the the advice and stuff like that. Um, but but like Tom Tom's what Tom brings up is interesting. Is like Flashpoint such an interesting unique quirky pop project that it's like so many different things into one it's a flash story it's you know a story like an alternate reality story it'll be interesting to see how this thing kind of morphs from inception to them i have reservations about these guys um like yes did they did they write spider-man homecoming they did mm-hmm. was spider-man homecoming a huge success yes but is that because of their writing or John Watts and Tom Holland, like John Watts, the director, and Tom Holland's uh, role as Peter Parker, Spider-Man? So these guys don't have like a real proven track record. And I was talking to a few people today. Well, look, like the Russos didn't have like a great track record. They were, you know, doing their own thing. I was like, that's true, but, you know, you know, from what, Hamada is doing it seems like they're gonna they're gonna look at these films and try to I'm trying to word this correctly lessen the makes make it so that the budgets don't balloon over a certain point I'll put it that way mm-hmm. so they're gonna kind of keep things so they're not we're not getting 250 million dollar you know superhero films like this It'll be more of a modest budget. It'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how this kind of, you know, how this kind of forms. And I'm, I don't have like the great, like vacation. I, I saw parts of it. It was in, like, it was funny, but it, I don't know. Like it, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't like a standout hit for me. Now I saw, I don't even know. What it it's remember the old, like national lampoons vacation, like the original one where they go to, like the oh, is that the one where it's a sun? Yeah, they go to like the theme park in the first one. But yeah. This one was like the like Ed Helms wants to recapture that magic of going there, so that's what it was. I like I said, I saw it. Oh. It was on TV recently, and so I and so I kind of like picked up like 50, twenty minutes. I was like, yeah, it's okay. It's not anything that was you know amazing, but it was it was serviceable. And like I saw the trailer for due date or date or what a game night, and I was like, you know, this looks like an intense kind of interesting movie. Uh, so we'll see. Like I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. You know, in one of the reports, you know, that Kroll posted on Twitter is like they got tired of waiting for Zemeckis. Why, why couldn't, why couldn't Warner Brothers wait for someone like Zemeckis? Why couldn't they wait for him to finish with his film? Offer him the money that he wants. Offer him, the, you know, all that stuff. I don't understand the fit thought process behind 
getting a a duo duo directors who really don't have the pedigree that Bob Zemeckis has, and you know, like he's made some incredibly amazing films, and these guys are untested. And like I said, you know, I was talking to someone like, well, the Russos, they they weren't really like when before they did the Winter Soldier. They really didn't have that big blockbuster hit or that bit that movie that you know was considered like that great. I said I I I get that, but we already have we're already on a shaky foundation with the DC universe as it is, and Flashpoint is a revered project. Like everyone loves that story. There's so much that people get out of it. So I don't know what are you, what are your thoughts, Tom, with this. With the news that was kind of revealed yesterday and me kind of like talking to you about it. Because I know that this is kind of like news to you. I don't want to be like shitty about it, but I kind of don't care. I still kind of don't care. I'm in this like really, I'm like in limbo about all this DC film stuff going on. I don't I don't understand why you, you take somebody that that clearly knows what they're doing and like you're gonna switch their job title around and give them less say in things that they know about and then you're gonna like go through go through a bunch of directors and then just grab two two I mean they're pretty much random guys. Yeah, I mean, they have some credits, like you saw the vacation movie and the rating credit on on Homecoming. But you're just gonna grab these two dudes and be like, "All right, this is really big news because we said so." Like, I, I, I think this would be really big news if it was like, "Look, we got these directors, and here's some test footage or something like that." Not like we got these these writers, directors, and. And it's going to be great because we said so. They said a lot of things were going to be great, and they haven't owned up to everything that they have said time and time again. Not just a few times; like it's become a thing. When they when they speak, we just kind of nowadays are like, okay, yeah, we'll uh, we'll believe it when we see it. We'll believe it when you put it in front of us. So when I'm actually buying my ticket for whatever this iteration of flash or flashpoint is i'll believe it then until then they paraded those directors out at comic-con and and here we are we're still we're it was just the dog and pony show it was like oh we'll show them what they want and they'll think we have all of our ducks in a row and it'll buy us a few more months of, of radio silence because I mean, it's the, it's the downtime for Hollywood. So I mean, I get it. I'm not complaining about that, but they definitely bought their couple months before like radio blackout, you know, there, there's so much. I'm not excited when, when, when I was told that Zemeckis was pretty much attached couple months ago like it it was pretty much a done deal i was like oh my god i cannot believe this just wait until like i was just like just wait until the world finds out but now i'm just like Meh. i'm not even excited for that nope. like i'm excited to see it like I, just to kind of see it but i'm not excited for 
you know, I'm going to get, like, I'm gonna, if this movie happens, they're going to get my 10 bucks. I'm going to get my popcorn. I'm going to get my soda pop. I'm going to get my candy. I'm going to, I'm going to hope to be taken on a wild ride, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not exhilarated by the announcement. Like, like they would have got, like if they would have got Ben Affleck, I was like, Oh, that would have been awesome. Um, but we're, we're at a point where it's hard to be excited for these films because of what we've kind of had recently. Like I enjoy justice league for what it is. Love BVS. It's just all the other stuff that surrounds it. It's all that negative, curmudgeon gross stuff that surrounds these films because they, instead of earning it like Marvel did, okay, there's going to be, we're going to do this. We're going to have these origin films. Then That's going to be phase one. It's going to, phase one's going to top off with the first Avengers and we're going to jump into phase two. This thing's going to happen. They they tried so hard to catch up instead of making them earn it by having a Man of Steel, then a proper Man of Steel sequel, then having Wonder Woman, then having, you know, going that, then bringing Batman into it with Ben Affleck and doing all that stuff. They tried so hard to put and catch up that they forgot what that a good script trumps everything. Have, I feel like if if I feel like that. DC is always so hell-bent on trying to catch up to Marvel. And what you got to remember is, like, Marvel's been making comic book movies for, like, a decade compared to DC's couple few years here. Like, they've got, they're, they're a whole decade ahead of, like, building up these storylines and relationships, like it's going to be really hard to, to get that down. And, and maybe, maybe they need to stick to a, a more like solo approach to their, to their characters right now, as opposed to smashing them all together in one film. I mean, do you think it would be, a bit easier to tell a story when you've got one villain and one hero. I mean, look at Wonder Woman. Right. And like we, we've been of, of recent, like I've been, I've been championing this, this approach where you, you, you make these films like they originally created, right? As much as I want to see Batman and Superman hanging out in the Batcave, you know, with the Flash, you know, all that stuff. But these characters work best when they're in their solo capacities, like Batman's in Gotham City, Superman's in Metropolis, Wonder Woman, you know, she's in the world, but she, you know, comes back and forth from Themyscira. You have the Flash from Central City, you know, all that stuff. Uh, where... As Marvel, those those characters were created to interact with each other. They're all from New York. You have the Punisher popping up with Daredevil. You have Iron Man, you know, hanging out with Spider-Man. But those characters were created originally to work like that. Whereas Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman were created just to be, to kind of like do their, live within the confines of their own world. I love the idea of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the Trinity teaming up. I do. But until you earn that, 
until you have those characters uh, in the zeitgeist, in, 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 in the, like, obviously Batman is out there. Like, everyone knows Batman's, you know, after the Dark Knight trilogy, everyone was in love with Batman. Billion dollar movies. Superman has stumbled recently. Like, they tried to reboot it with, you know, Tim Burton's Superman Lives. They did Superman Returns with Brian mm-hmm. Singer. That didn't work. And so they finally, it felt like they finally had the footing with Man of Steel. Love that film. I think it's amazing. The stumble at the end, absolutely. But the overall goodwill that I had toward Man of Steel was amazing. And the thought process behind it was, well, this movie should have made a billion dollars. Well, let's get Bat- put, throw Batman in it. It'll for sure make a billion dollars. And look what kind of like happened, like what it kind of like morphed into. The, what was the end product? What was the end, the end result? We we get an overreaction from Man of Steel, we get an overreaction from BVS, and we get an overreaction from Suicide Squad. Then Justice League became this weird mutated thing that a lot of people love, and but many people, many more people want the original Zack Snyder cut. Give me the Snyder cut. Release the Snyder cut. So, uh, but if they would have just slowed things down and they're like, all right, so Man of Steel, the people had issues with the ending. So we're going to address that in a soul in the sequel, Man of Steel 2. We're really going to get into like the more Superman-y things. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to get things going with Wonder Woman. Let's, let's figure out who the next Batman's going to be. Let's slow this down a little bit. Not everything's going to make a billion dollars. Those movies are outliers. I mean, look at The Last Jedi. Everyone thought that movie was going to make $2 billion. Mark Hamill's going to be back as Luke Skywalker. And that movie's, that movie's like, it's a hugely successful, hugely popular. It's divisive. But, uh, but it's not the smash hit. You know, you know, everyone thinks that, you know, uh, the Avenger, you know, like all these movies, it's got to make Avengers money. Well, those movies are outliers. They're the first of its kind. Titanic, Avatar, Avengers are pretty much the only ones that do $2 billion. And, and Star Wars are the only ones that do like $2 billion. Those are outliers. Why was Avatar so hugely successful? Well, it was the first time that we saw a movie like that where it used completely motion capture. You know, everything was created. You know, you had the blue, uh, you know, you know what I'm going at with here, Tom. The Avengers, the first team-up superhero film that's super, like, that right. you pop in at any time and you fall in love with it. Uh, you know, The Force Awakens, oh my God, we're finally going to see, you know, Harrison back as Han Solo. We're going to see Princess Leia back. We're going to see all this stuff back. And everyone, like, the studio's like, we have to do billion dollars. No, you don't. If you can make $700, $800 million worldwide, that's pretty damn good. And the people... It, it, they they just forgot to to make good movies and let look at what Wonder Woman did. Look how like that is the movie of twenty seventeen. Straight up. You can't even consider The Last Jedi the movie of twenty seventeen. It's too divisive. Wonder Woman is. Everyone's still talking about it, it's still winning all these awards. Nope. People are like, Wait, give me that Wonder Woman too. Give me that Wonder Woman too. Because they took their time. They said we're gonna create a feel for this movie that people are going to embrace, they're going to love. We're not going to try to control. Oh man, I think I honestly think it's something else, and not to cut you off, but 
I think it's they they got a competent director that had a vision and they let that director carry I out agree that 100% vision. with you. 100%. That's exactly what happened with that film. Patty Jenkins got hired to do the job because they knew that she was the person for the job and they let her do her job and they didn't mess with her job after it was turned in. And I really think that's what it comes down to when when it comes down to that that film. They let that person do what they hired that person to do. And in the the end product speaks louder than anything that DC has done. Yep. And you know, it comes back to what we're talking about with the Flash directors. I don't, I don't want to, in a year or two, to be, like, having the conversation with you guys and with, like, people on Twitter, like, man, I really wish they would have done this with differently with Flashpoint. They should have done this, 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 and that. I hope that's not what we're going to get. And I, have an, I also have an issue with there's so many great female directors. There's so many great uh, directors of color that don't have such a mediocre kind of uh, track record with movies. Why didn't they offer those guys this film? Why didn't they go out and try to hire another female director or a, a director of color? It doesn't. They don't have to be black, but they could have been. You know. You know. There's a million. I wouldn't say a million, but there's so many. You know, filmmakers uh, uh, that are Spanish: Guillermo del Toro, Alfonso Cuarón. Uh, you know, they could have gone, you know, a different route. They could have found a New Zealand filmmaker. There's, they didn't have to go, f- like, I'm not trying to sit on, like, a pol- make a political point here, but I just think, like, why couldn't they go find a director that has the pedigree, the tricker, that makes amazing films that it, instead of just hiring, you know. The same, yeah. No, I understand. So, I understand what you're getting at. And like and if anything, Patty Jenkins with Wonder Woman should be like, wow, we can really take a risk and you know, she's a female director, but she has made an amazing film. So but I don't know, like are you are you you, you said you don't really care maybe after seeing a trailer will you start to care a little bit more about this? Or are you just kinda like Yeah, that's that's what I said. I mean I just I feel like they're like Look at this big news, but it's not big news. Because we've give been here before. Yeah, give me some test footage. Give me a trailer. Give me, give me something. Like, give me a trailer, and then be like, oh, and by the way, we got these badasses. And then I'm like, you know what? That was a great trailer. You're right. They are badasses. But right now they're like, we got these badasses, and I'm like, okay, they wrote a Marvel movie. Like, cool. That's all we got. What are we supposed to be pumped for? I don't know. We're, we're here. There, there's, I was having a conversation with someone, you know, the other day and they're like, you know, I'm excited for, you know, Matt Reeves, the Batman, but the stuff that's coming down the pipe, I'm just, I've been burned so many times, you know, being excited, but I just, I don't know anymore. I'm just like, you have every reason to feel that way. And it's, I don't know. Like we could, we can sit down and talk about this and go and, you know, hash was this story decision, and only time will tell. I'm hopeful 
This movie's hugely successful, hugely popular. Critics and fans love it. But I'm not... I'm not overly enthused with the guys. You know, they could prove me, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Usually I'm the... Please I'm usually the one that's like always is like super positive. Spins like, yeah, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be this and that, blah 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 blah. But I'm just kind of like, I broke you. <laughs> but at this point, I'm just like, eh. They could have gotten someone yeah. better. They could have waited. Yeah, they could have waited for Bob Zemeckis. They could have waited for you know many other fi- female directors or this or that. But are, have we have we uh, torched the point news to? Uh, Scorched Earth flashpoint enough to jump to our next topic. I just—I know I brought it up a minute ago, but I just—I know that this is going to be a big film and stuff, but I just don't understand like the the demographic and the market that they're going for with this with this with this story. And I know I said it before about like Batman versus Superman. I said that it, I, I didn't say it would be confusing for people, but I said it could be confusing for people. And this film, this storyline, there's no question about it. It's just confusing, especially if you're not into those kinds of stories. I just, I don't get. I don't see what they're seeing, I guess, is what I'm saying. I, do, can you maybe... Do you, do you, you feel the same way you, or am I crazy? Are you thinking that they should they should wait on Flashpoint and they should just make a solo Flash movie? Is that what you're trying to... Are you intimating that they should they should pump the brakes on Flashpoint? I think it... I think that would make more sense. I just... Like we, just, like we said earlier... Is it a is it a Batman movie? Because I mean, in the end, it kind of is. It, it becomes a Batman movie. It's like the sentiment at the end is like, oh wow, and like the way he helps and his dad. And it's but it's also a Flash movie. But we get, I mean, what thirty percent of it? We actually get to see the Flash. I mean, the rest of it, he don't have any freaking powers, man. It'll be interesting, like. I just what's what are they trying to get at? I don't understand. I don't understand them. I, Batman Beyond would be more <laughs> would be more feasible than this. I think it's, it's a hard it's a hard it's a hard story to capture and write. And I don't know. We'll see why. That's why that's why I'm hesitant to say it's a Flashpoint movie until until those filmmakers say, "All right, we've casted our you know." These characters from Flashpoint, they bring back Thomas Wayne, who was played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. They bring back right. Martha Wayne, who's played by what's her face from The Walking Dead. I don't know. Um, I, I just there, there's too many. There's not enough goodwill, and there's too many questions. Like the Riddler says, too many questions. There's too many questions <laughs> from you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, like I Is it a great story? Yes, but is it a confusing story? Hell yeah. I lo- I lo- I love it. I think it's an interesting kind of like at it, but if they would have kept, you know, things in place from like if they would have left the things alone in Justice League, 
you know, I would be like, oh my God, they're going to like, they're really going to bring this, you know, this alternate timeline. Then I was like, maybe they bring like that nightmare sequence back and they really jump into that. Maybe how that's how this movie starts is a nightmare sequence from BVS. And then it rolls into like really a flashpoint movie. But I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's why we're doing this one because there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to discuss. There's, there's trepidations from both of us and it's bizarre. So yeah, there's um, trepidation from both of us, and then uh, our our very own Kyle Davis. He uh, he can't be here right now, but uh, what did he what did he say earlier? It was quite interesting. It wasn't interesting. I think it was the exact same thing we said. I'm just stalling because I was pulling it up. He. Uh, he was not happy about the situation, though. He could have cared less. If you want my take on the news for this episode, I say I don't give a damn whose names are attached to the project until it actually goes into production. Too many canceled projects at this point. So pretty much exactly what we said. <sighs> yeah. Bria, you have too much hate for this episode. Next. <laughs> I know. And at Shanley and I'm back. Send us your thoughts there, and we will we will converse with you there. We will talk. We we can have lovely discussions about what you think is going to happen with the DC universe and DC film and all that. So on to the next topic of discussion. Um, the other day, I can't remember who. Let me let me pull that. Up. I didn't do my homework for this part. Let me pull it. <sighs> Way to go. Tom, stall for 10 seconds. Well, if you're out there and you want to check out some of the stuff we do, make sure you go to www.shanleyandonbatman.com. There you can listen to these podcasts. You can check out some articles written by a few of our friends. And uh, just all around Batman news and, and what you can expect to see and hear from us in the near future. Make sure you check that out. www.shanleyandonbatman.com Okay, so here we go. According to sources gathered by Revenge of the Fans, which is kind of like a new thing, yeah. Warner Brothers has done everything to keep Affleck on playing Batman for DC films. Affleck might have expressed his intentions of exiting the role multiple times, but he's committed to finishing his contract with Warner Brothers. But as of now, Warner Brothers is open to letting Affleck go, and the, other, and the love and other drugs a- actor, meaning Jake Gyllenhaal, is their best bet to place him as Batman. However, everyone involved will still have to wait for Affleck to exit out from the world before getting Gyllenhaal in. Gyllenhaal is probably Batman. Affleck is not out of it yet. That's the thing. He still has a contract, but the studio is sour on him. If Ben rolls, Jake is in. Kind of weird web. These guys both know they control each other's destiny. So, that 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 is the same thing that we've been hearing for the last 11, 12 months. The same sentiment is... Brothers is not hasn't been happy with Ben Affleck for quite some time. And if you look, and you know, the proof is in the tealies because Affleck has actually taken his next project to a different studio. So that whole Warner Brothers... Uh, love fest between the two, the mutual respect that they have is kind of gone. But Affleck is still one foot in, one foot out. 
And it's interesting to kind of look at it as fans of this character, because I've said it hundreds of times before. It doesn't matter who plays Batman. The character of Batman more than any one actor. But at this point, I'm all for Affleck to walk away. I love him as Batman. But if you're not committed to this role, it's all, it's all good. I have no disrespect. People people go, come into these things with the best of intentions. But it's like it's like dating someone. You go in with the best of intentions. You think it's going to last, but it it just it, it's not working out for either of them. So it's time to just go your separate ways. But back to this Ben Affleck. Before we get to the Jake Gyllenhaal, would I like to see Affleck in Flashpoint? If that's what it ultimately becomes, and that's his last role as Batman, absolutely. I would like that. It'd be a great way to segue him out, even though I think that he was, there was a scene at the end of Justice League that, you know, kind of like, okay, that's how it ends. I'm good with that. I like that. I'm good with it. I haven't seen a lot of him as Batman or Bruce Wayne. I'd love to, but his heart doesn't seem like it's in it anymore. He's back and forth with it. And now I'm excited for Jake Gyllenhaal. I've been saying it for like for a long time, and I was and I posted that photo of Gyllenhaal before Campia did, so boom in your face. But uh, but I'm excited for Jake Gyllenhaal. He's 37. He's at the he's at this perfect age to play Batman. He can play. If Matt Reeves wants to do kind of like a zero year with the Riddler, he can really he can play the younger Bruce. He can play the younger Batman. And he can, you know, he can do this for multiple films. What, where, where are you at on this, Tom? Are you like just Ben walk away? Do you want him to stick around? Where I know, I know we've talked about this, Lee, but now it seems like the we're we're at this uh, this stalemate or this, you know, this standoff, like in Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> I don't think it's quite that intense, but. Uh... I said it in the last episode. Uh, I just, I, I, I just really want them, them to figure out what's going on. I don't care if he's going to be Batman or not. We, I, we had a good run. I think he's great. I don't want to see him go. I mean, if I, if I could vote, if my vote meant anything, I would vote for him to like tough it out and stay and just do the damn thing. But, uh, I'm not opposed to a Jake Gyllenhaal or somebody else becoming the bat. I, I I said in the last episode as well that I'm not opposed to a no-name becoming Batman. I, if it works, it works. It wouldn't be the first time a no-name actor like come into a into a really great role and made a name for himself. So I just wish they would figure out what's going on. Or just shut up. Ah, <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. It just uh what Jake kind of brings, like he's not as big as Affleck. Like I'm not talking about like he 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 can definitely fill out the role of Batman, but he's not like tall. He's like five ten, five eleven. Where Affleck was what six three, six four. But yeah. his acting pedigree, I feel like he's a better actor than Ben Affleck is personally there he just has more he can kind of like he can kind of 
he's kind of like Christian Bale where you kind of lose you lose the Christian Bale side and you he just becomes that character like in Nightcrawler or Loving Other Drugs or Donnie Darko like he is a fantastic actor that kind of gets lost in the role kind of like Heath Ledger true so at this point like what I I it's you it's weird that always be agreeing with Tom but what Tom says is like make your decision either be bad don't be batman but we're tired of this back and forth just if you want to walk away if you're not into it just walk away you're not it's all good we're not gonna hate you we hated you yeah definitely not he directs great movies yeah we hated him back in like the kevin smith days like that's when everyone hated uh, he's like a respectable dude now and i get it like go go direct the town go do that like that's great thank you like thank you do more of that please but just stop fucking with us man so i i really think matt reeves has control over like who i respect the i i respect the uh mario's uh reporting i think he did he does a great job mm-hmm I don't agree with him 100% at what he's saying because Matt Reeves has 100% say it's his movie. It's He has carte blanche. Yeah. He, he can have whoever he wants as Batman. So at this point, it's not, it's not in Ben Affleck's hands. It's not in Jake Gyllenhaal's hands. I truly, truly believe that Matt Reeves is the one who will decide the fate of these two actors. And he might, and you know, Jake Gyllenhaal might get tired of, you know, the waiting, will I, won't he, you know, like, because I'm sure he wants to do other things too. He doesn't want to, you know, wait around for two years and then all of a sudden, you know, Ben Affleck's back as Batman. Then, you know, that's two years worth of movies he could be doing, like interesting roles that he could take on. So, but I do think that, it's Matt Reeves. He's the one calling the show. He's the one who's, you know, outlining the script. He's the one who's, you know, designing the, set, you know, and I don't know if they're in like that kind of pre-production where they're about to like design sets. They're definitely not going to build sets, but they're at the point where they're like, okay, here, what's what's our Gotham City going to look like? What's our Batsuit going to look like? What's our Batmobile going to look like? Who who do we want as, you know, who should we look at for this character? Who who should we have to kind of you know pump, beef up this part of the script? as a character like i think they're at that point of uh, yeah. the pre-production where they're not where they're not like officially in that mode of you know does having sets designed and built and doing the locations and you know uh you know buying you know buying this and buying that having this made making the batmobile making the suits they're not there yet i just think they're still in that that pre-pre-production stage where they're Okay, what to what do got what should our Gotham City look like? Let's look at this comic book. Let's look at Greg Capullo's style. Let's look at uh, you know, this artist. Where where can we, you know, let's hire this production designer. Let's get this person to be the director of photography. Let's do this. You know, I feel like they're at that stage, and we'll find we'll hear more of that in the months. I believe, um, you know, I'm I'm sure that, I'm sure he's having a conversation right now with Chris McKay. Okay, so you want to direct Nightwing, so let's let's kind of let's let's look at the actors that are out there. Let's let's see if this actor will have chemistry with this Batman, as you know, as you know, Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne. 
let's okay your your nightwing is going to take place over this like i feel like those are the conversations that are being had right now and figuring out those things i'm sure batgirl plays into that as well so at there's just a lot of fluidity at this moment but i do back to my original point i do believe matt reeves holds the key to the future of everything that we've been recently talking about i don't think he wants affleck i think he wants to cast his own he wants to cast his own uh his his own actor i think affleck brings a lot of baggage to the role unfortunately as good as he is he does have a lot of baggage and i don't think matt reeves wants to invest in a batman who will just be batman for one movie I, I think he wants to invest in a guy who can do two or th- you know three or four. So that's what that's why I think that Matt should do his Batman a la like Lord of the Rings, shoot all three or all four movies at once, and then go from there. So, but that's my opinion. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that'd be an interesting way to kind of go about that. That'd be awesome to have you know like a fourteen or fifteen month shoot like that like they did with Lord of the Rings and then do the reshootings and all that. So, but there's just, I mean, what, what do you think, Tom, do you think that the director, sh- do you think that he should be the one who's, who's in charge? Uh, you know, obviously that Affleck's contracted for another Batman, but do you think that it should be up to Matt Reeves to decide, okay, I want this guy. No, I don't want that guy. I want this guy. I mean, ultimately if he's going to be making all the films then yeah. But if he's just going to be another revolving door of a director, I mean, why should he get to call the shots if he's going to start something and walk away for another 10 to 15 people to finish? I, it all just kind of depends on what the big vision is. And, of course, we're not going to know any of that crap. Right. And it just... But, I, I mean, yeah, if he's going to stick around and do, and do it, if he's going to be the guy then yeah he should call the shots he should he's got a vision let him carry it out like we've been saying what do you think what do you think jake gyllenhaal can bring to the role of batman bruce wayne i'll tell you exactly because i was just kind of researching him and i found the most adorable thing on imdb he's got seven trademarks justin one is smooth voice two Athletic and proportional body. Three, a beauty spot on his left cheek. Four, he is an oval-shaped <laughs> handsome face. Five, his smile makes dimples, Justin. His smile makes dimples. And then six, blue eyes and brown hair. All about those bat dimples. Exactly. Six, blue eyes and brown hair. And seven, he has a friendly and polite demeanor. That's all the shit he can bring to Batman. <laughs> I fucking sold, dude. <laughs> IMDb. <laughs> but aside from all of those amazing qualities of a person and human being, I, I agree with you in the fact that I think he is a better actor than Ben Affleck. And I think he could bring a... Uh, I think he could bring like a, a really like we could get like the definitive prime years out of Batman from, from Jake Gyllenhaal. I think we can see 
Batman at his best. Like Batman in his prime, uh, like the detective. Yeah, Batman. Yeah, a prime Batman. Like uh, Ben Affleck's Batman spoke to Alfred about how he was getting slow in his old age. I, if that warehouse scene is slow in his old age, like I want to see Jake Gyllenhaal. Just, I want, I, I, I want to see something amazing from him if that's what it's going to be. I, I don't think we can settle for anything less than that because there's been a, there's been a stand, there's been a bar set, there's been a bar and it's up on the whatever notch it's on and they can't afford to knock it down. They got to keep going up with it. And if we seen, like I said, if we seen Ben Affleck do that warehouse scene where he took out a billion dudes really quick and really fast and really dirty and just down to it. Like we got to see uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Batman just make that look like child's play. So they got to think about all this stuff and it's got to all be done. I, I agree with you. I definitely want to see Batman in his prime. I want to see Batman, you know, you know, fighting with Robin finally, like a definitive version of that. I want to, I want to see Batman like the true Dark Knight detective. We got a little bit of it from Michael Keaton. We got a little bit of it from uh, Christian Bale. We got a little bit of it from Ben Affleck. But I want them to really dive deep into that. I really want them to really, really make that the sticking point. Like this, this Batman, he's a brawler, but he is the detective. You know, he's working hand in hand with Commissioner Gordon. Like I just want to see that. Like we've already gotten like the the seminal, the quintessential Batman origin story. I don't think that we need to go back and rehash that again. Yep. But I would love to see a th- like Batman at like thirty one years old. He has Robin or Nightwing on this point. He has a pretty good working relationship with Commissioner Gordon. It's like every. It's like pretty much. I want to see the animated version of Batman with Jake Gyllenhaal. Or Ben Affleck, or whoever they yep. finally get, just translated from that to live. But you know what? Like the live action kind of take on all that stuff. So, I mean, if they can, if they can do that, like fifty percent of that, and have you know what you need to do to make it like a good movie, I'm good with that. Like seeing Batman with like binoculars, looking at like at looking at some thugs from across, you know you know, across the city as they're like breaking into like a skyscraper and he just like, all right, Robin grabs his grapple gun and goes off. Yeah, give me that rooftop scene from Justice League, but with some, just carry out the bad guy. Like when the bad guy takes off, Robin comes out of nowhere and pow, you got punched out by a 14 year old. Right. Like that, that would be awesome. I, you know, like there's so many cool but that is what I want from Batman going forward. If if Matt Reeves gets to do three movies, I, in three movies, I want to see that. I want to see Batman be a detective. I want to see like a great Batmobile. Like obviously we've seen a great Batmobile chase, but I want to see another one. I love the Batmobile one. Like, but most important to me is seeing, you know, that Dark Knight detective, and it's up to him to solve this thing. And if he doesn't solve it, then, you know, chaos 
and sues the city of Gotham City. So, and it, it, it'll be, I want it to be different than, you know, the ending of Batman Begins. Like, why, why I love Batman Begins so much is because that last, like, hour and, like, five minutes, it's pretty much all Batman. And I'm hoping that this one will kind of, like, take that, like, I really enjoy that. Like, I love the, you know, the beginning of it where you're seeing Bruce train with Rachel Ghoul. Spoilers. Um, but I, wa- I really love seeing Batman at the forefront. He's really, you know, he's outside of Commissioner Gordon's home, you know, talking with Gordon. And then, well, he wasn't Gordon then. But you know what I'm saying. Like, I want to see those things. I want to see those elements brought into this, into this, this next couple films and if we don't get that then i'll be greatly disappointed but i think that's what they're gonna go for you know they talked about like a noir uh detective so like you know they could do so many different things they could do like uh, like a pseudo long halloween they can do like could you imagine if like they took like beats from the movie seven like there's a serial killer and batman has to figure out who's been like who the serial killer is he leaves a smile on everyone's face when he leaves. Like, just things like that. Like, it'd be interesting. So, I don't know. I'm kind of, like, ranting and raving right now after, you know, that 30 minutes talking about Flashpoint. So. <laughs> oh, wow. It was, it was needed. It was I mean, much- what, were, were there, are there any, like you said you want Batman in his prime, but are there any elements that you, that you, that have to be a must from Matt Reeves' Batman? Personally, I just want to see, I mean, all of those things and stuff, but I guess, like, if I could get, like, super wishy, like, I really would like to see a better Batmobile, like, a more original Batmobile, like. Not fake Tumblr. Just, yeah, not a, not a freaking urban assault tank, like, it's just not, it doesn't do, I'd, I haven't liked the Batmobile since the Nolan films and you can, I've never, I, you can't find an episode of our podcast or anyone else's where I've said I, I was a fan of the Tumblr. I just, I've never been a fan of that style of Batmobile. I'd really like to see a cool, like animated series style Batmobile or maybe even like a throwback to like the 89 or something like that. But I mean that that's something that's on my list of hopes. I mean it doesn't have to happen. Obviously I like the Tumblr enough. I'm not I don't think it's I don't I don't think it does anything bad to the character or even the 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 Batmobile itself, but it's just not my preference. I think a different Batmobile would be cool. I agree like we kind of like it, they, what they kind of, I felt like what they were kind of doing is like, all right, let's take the '89 Batmobile, let's take the Tumblr, let's take the Arkham, Arkham Knight Batmobile, and let's kind of morph it into this one thing. And it never felt like fast. It always felt kind of slow compared to like the Tumblr. I don't know. That's kind of where I got for, out of it. So, and I, it's like one of those tanks that like the SWAT teams have almost. Right. It's just not. I don't. Yeah, it's like a slow big chunk of machinery at least the nolan tumbler like the motorcycle popped out of it that was cool but i i love the bat pod i mean if you exactly if you if you take a picture of the tumbler from the nolan trilogy a picture of the tumbler from 
BVS and a picture from Justice League. You really can't. They they made big deals about all of all the iterations. Oh, look at the new! It, they're pretty much the same thing. I can't tell a difference. I mean, really slight differences, but what they added more guns to it, and they're like, "Look at the new Batmobile!" It's just not cool. I agree. Like I was hoping they were, uh, they would have gone sort of a different route, but it is what it is at this point. Like. But that's what gets me excited about, you know, Matt Reeves. What is he going to bring to it? I don't think he, I don't think he's going to uh I think he's going to continue on with what we've already seen. I think he's going to bring something new and interesting. And we'll see. I here's what I don't want. I don't want it to look like I don't want it to look like that first Batmobile like the Bob Kane version, and I don't even think I'd want to see I don't even think I want to see like the the bat like you know how like the I think it's the Alex Ross Batman where it kind of looks like a like a nineteen thirty eight Ford with like the bat kind of looks yeah like you look like, like the Black Beauty pretty much yeah yeah no I don't think I want that either I just want, I want I I if they did something like animated series but more just a little more like, modern I get it like you don't want it to look like the 66 Batmobile but it's got to look modern it's, I mean I don't want it to be a Corvette but I don't want it to be a station wagon either you know right. I feel like there's a, I feel like there's a, a lot of there's a lot of things that they can go about and figuring out but this what's what makes it ex- uh, exciting so we'll I do what, have Oh, sorry. No, go for it. I was going to say, I do have uh, one. I have a follow-up story to a uh, story I was really, uh, you know, I've been trying to keep up on because it's really important. Um, The walking shit bag known as Lindsay Lohan is really, really, really still trying to be Batgirl. Did you see this? I caught it on Twitter, but I never, like, I never opened that story because I'm just like, no. Oh, okay. Not going there. I've got, I've got a few things that it's worth talking about. I, even though it's Lindsay Lohan, uh, obviously, like we said, we said in the previous episode too. Like she's, she's, like, she, I mean, she's pursuing, she's pursuing this more than she's pursued like sobriety and stuff. So <laughs> you have to do that. And, uh, oh my god, I was not expecting to say that, but okay, continue on. She really is. I'll give that to her. Um, <laughs> on, on the on the sixth of January, she put on Twitter. She said, uh, "Retweet if I should star in the new Batgirl movie." And everyone tell at Joss, which is Joss Sweden, and uh, she got some 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 likes and some retweets and stuff. And uh, then on the 15th, which was just a couple days ago, she she tweeted a photo. It's, it's like a side-by-side of her not looking very good next to a, a, a weird version of Batgirl. But, I mean, she's trying really, really hard. Um, good for her. I, I hope nothing happens, but good for her. Uh, I thought about, I, like, like, the, the other, other day, day, I was, was going to see if... Uh, maybe reach out to her no and go from there i can't control myself i would say things like that sobriety joke and it would be all over (laughs) 
all right. <laughs> I th- I think that's gonna be it. Like let's let's end it there. Like oh, you wait, can't... wait, no, it's better. There's, there's more. There is more. Okay. It, it, there's there's a silver lining to this debacle. Uh, um. Uh, Haley Steinfeld. Okay. Is also interested in playing the role. So okay. There's already somebody that's like a thousand and a half percent better than Lindsay Lohan. But, I did see that. I did see that. I'm not. I'm not familiar with her work though. So I, I don't. I don't care who she is. She's better than Lindsay Lohan. And then, uh, uh, actually, Alicia Silverstone uh, told USA Today that she could do a much better Batgirl now, and she would totally do it. So, I mean, she already I'm also. I I understand, but also better than Lindsay Lohan is all I'm getting at. So hopefully not Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm just, you know, it's important. We need to keep up on this stuff. All right. So let's let's finish off 107. We gotta talk about some Patreon stuff. Tom, do you wanna take that over? Oh yes, yes, yes. Um as usual. You can slide over to www.patreon.com uh, forward slash podcast empire network. And there, for as little as $1 a month, you can help support all of our crazy dreams over here. And uh, like, like a couple of, like, like these fine people did, uh, we have Cedric Ramos. If you listen to the show, we talk about Cedric all the time. What's up, man? Thank you so much. And uh, Ali Jezelbash. They both have uh, pledged a little bit of their hard-earned money to our podcast. And they get a shout-out for that, along with some other stuff. And you can check all that out at podcast empire or patreon.com forward slash podcast empire network and uh make sure you hit us up on the twitter like i said earlier do that we'll talk to you there if you don't like something we said or have a different opinion or just like to talk something out and and get our opinions or you want to let us know your opinion at shanlene on bat on twitter make sure you do that and uh Follow all of us individually. Uh, Kyle's not here right now, but you can follow him at Looting Kyle. And you can follow Justin. You can follow me at Batman Chandler. You can follow me at Batman Bass Slap. Hit us up. We'll talk. Uh, I think that's it, right, man? Yeah, that's it. That's it for 107. 107, not 207. I got to write this. Yeah, you did. Thank God. (laughs) 